you so much. Who's had a tough week this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Breakthrough, eh? You can't talk about breakthrough without having to break through yourself. Um, yeah, you know, I was preparing this message on breakthrough, and uh, I couldn't make a phone call to Paul and Ruth and say, listen, man, I'm in a sick bed. You guys carry on without me, because where's the breakthrough? You know, uh, my wife said to me, shouldn't you perhaps be speaking another day? Maybe this is God just saying to you, you shouldn't speak, you know, this Sunday. And my answer to that is, well, he didn't tell me not to speak. He told me to break through. So I'm here by the grace of God. When I'm weak, then I'm strong in him. That's the bottom line. You know, you, somebody mentioned Arnold Schwarzenegger this morning. Do you know how small he is? Yeah, he wears heels like that. I stood next to a wax model of Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I dwarfed him. Yeah. But that's not boasting or anything, because I'm, I'm not feeling like Hercules this morning, I can tell you. <laughs> Kia ora. It's really wonderful. It's a privilege for me to come and share with you this morning on Breakthrough. I've had a lot of breakthrough in my life. There was a time when I wandered from, from God for 15 years, and I don't think I could have wandered further. So when I came back to God and I yielded my life to Him, <laughs> there was this process that I had to go through of breakthrough on a continual basis. And the first thing I wanted to say to you is don't confuse breakthrough with good works or trying to earn your salvation. That's not what breakthrough is all about. Breakthrough is not about trying to earn brownie points. Breakthrough is about being victorious as a Christian, taking all the things that Jesus appropriated for you on the cross and assimilating that into your life and saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What does that actually mean? You know, sometimes God will put you into situations where you've actually got to trust him. I remember the first time in the military when all the practice was over. And now we're actually in an operational area. I have my rifle. It's cocked and it's ready to go. And I have my finger on the trigger guard. And I'm now officially on patrol. I'll never forget that moment as long as I live. You had to watch out for tripwires, landmines. You had to watch out for ambushes, anything that looks like a possible ambush, take caution. You'd have two people in the front go out, check it all out, thumbs up or thumbs down. It was surreal. I was 18 years old. I look back on, on youngsters of 18. How old is that? Do we have any 18-year-olds in the audience? 18, look here. I was this age when I was patrolling the, the borders of, of uh, Namibia, South Africa. Amazing. And I remember the first time I had to break the pain barrier. <clears throat> we were running, and I couldn't stop. But I had a stitch. I'd hit the wall, but I had to keep on going. And somebody said to me, you've got to break the pain barrier. It's like I'd never heard of that before. I was sharing this with Paul. He'd never heard of it either. And I'm sure he's done it, but he just didn't know he was doing it. And I kept on going, and all of a sudden, the stitch disappeared, and I could run. That was breaking through the pain barrier. And sometimes in the spiritual realm, the breaking through can be really painful. If, thing, if there are things you are struggling with and you have to break through, it can be tough. I'm not telling you it's easy. But here's my first point. How much do you want it? How much do you want to break through? I remember breaking the pain barrier three times on one occasion. I never had to do it again, and I pray I never have to do it again. 
at age 61, I feel like because of my track record of breakthrough, I can break through anything. Um, even getting here this week, you know, this morning I just felt God say, just, just, get, just get to church. I'll take care of the rest. And so whatever people ask me to do, as long as it's the will of God, I've learned to say yes. And sometimes as believers, we have to learn to say yes more often. James 4 verse 8 says, Come near to God and he will come near to you. Who is that? He goes on to say, Wash your hands, you sinners. So that's sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. So that's everybody. Come near to God and he'll draw near to you. You have to want to. Make the time. Zig Ziglar said these words. If you're not willing to learn, no one can help you. If you are determined to learn, no one can stop you. It's the same with breakthrough. It's the same with breakthrough. Number two, every breakthrough of significance in my life is linked to God. I'm so glad that I don't have to do this on my own. You know, we have a God who overcame. His spirit lives in us. There is no excuse not to overcome. There isn't. I know that getting up sometimes is difficult for some people, especially if you're sick. You feel battle-weary. Sometimes you're emotionally drained, spiritually drained. Sometimes you feel like you can't go on. You feel like you've hit the wall. You know, Bree's testimony last week really touched me. Because she hit the wall. And you know, I don't want to mess with that. You know, when somebody hits the wall like that, God is purifying you and taking you to a new level, to a new place. Because he loves you. And he's preparing you for something where you will say yes more often. Yes, because I know what it means to overcome. And you know, Bree, I just bless you. God has got great things in store for you. Philippians 4 verse 23 says, I can do all things which he has called me to do. Through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. Am I here this morning fulfilling my purpose? No way. No way at all. It's all about his purpose. His purpose gives purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I'm ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. I mean, how powerful is that? Appropriate it. When you feel like you've hit the wall, remember that. Speak it out. Live it. Embrace it. Break through the pain barrier. If God's called you to do something, he will never set you up for failure. And if you wait till you're ready, you'll never do it. Number three, choose to remain offense-free by choosing to be a forgiving person. Matthew 6 verse 15 says, but if you do not forgive others, listen to this, nurturing your hurt and anger with the result that it interferes with your relationship with God 
then your father will not forgive your trespasses. You know, forgiving somebody who's done you harm can be so difficult. But you know what works for me? I, I had a vision of a chain. When I do not forgive somebody, I feel that chain binding me to that offense. And I don't want to be bound to anybody or to any offense. So I choose to break that chain in Jesus' name. I choose to be a forgiving person. I choose to travel light. If you want to struggle in your walk with God, please just keep me on track with time. What time? How, much, how many minutes have I got? <laughs> Another five minutes? In the army, we, in the beginning, ran. In the army, in the, in the army we, we began running without, uh, without rifles and, um, and, and backpacks. And it was interesting to see those who were really good runners in the natural, with that weight on them, they couldn't run anymore. And uh, it's the same as a Christian. If you want to run with a backpack, run with a fence. Number four, emotions. <coughs> Damaged emotions. Have you ever been told that only babies cry? And so sometimes when you're feeling that emotion, only babies cry. You know, if you damage your emotions, you won't be sensitive to the people around you and you won't be sensitive to God. God healed my damaged emotions by filling me with his love. It was a supernatural experience. It was incredible. You can't be a racist when you're filled with the love of God. <laughs> you can't hate people when you're filled with the love of God. Love is all-powerful. Love is everything. Be filled with his love. Put it, love into practice. Love is a decision. When you're talking to somebody and you feel irritable, stop and make a decision to love that person. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at your phone. Look at them and love them in that moment. It'll change your life. John 11 verse 35 says, Jesus wept. It's the shortest verse in the Bible. Everything he went through, his emotions weren't allowed to be damaged. Ezekiel 36 verse 26. I'll give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I'll remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. If you don't want breakthrough, harden your heart. When you harden your heart, you can't hear anymore. Speak to the hand. I'm not listening. You harden your heart. Rebellion sets in. You will never hear the voice of God when you're feeling rebellious and when you harden your heart. The answer to that is, Lord, remove a heart of stone and give me a heart of flesh. Number five, never confuse lust with love. You can't have both. The pagans are full of lust. They don't know God. If you have God, you have love because God is love. The world is full of lust and they call it love. Don't confuse the two. You can't have both. Discern. 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 4 to 5 says that each of you should learn to control your own body in a way that it is holy and honorable, not in passionate lust like the pagans who do not know God. We know God. No love. Choose love. 
Number six, believing a lie over the truth will always, without fail, lead you to bondage. I'm not afraid of the devil. I have encountered the devil on, on several occasions. I've nearly lost my life on a several occasions. But he never had permission from my father to take my life. I'm not afraid of him. But in Genesis 3 verse 1, right at the beginning, now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals that the Lord had, God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from the, any tree in the garden? So here's my warning to you. He's crafty. He'll tell you you have no future. He'll tell you that you'll amount to nothing, that you are doomed for failure. And you have a choice to either believe the truth or to believe a lie. I'm fat. Nobody will love me. Is believing a lie. You are made and created in the image of God. When, when you're approached by a lie, just know that if you believe it, you're going into bondage. Make the decision to say, I choose to believe the truth. God said to me once, Dan, don't put a spin on the truth. Because I can, being in sales, I can make something sound really good. He said, the truth sets free, not a spin on the truth. Just speak the truth. Proverbs 4, verse 23, we're on the home straight. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. You know, the number of people I've prayed for who have got wounded, who've got wounded by arrows from the enemy. Offense. Guilt, shame, condemnation, lies. Pull out those arrows. Get rid of them. Guard your heart. Because everything flows from it. And I'll close with this. I had a vision. And when I had this vision, I didn't really know what was happening to me. But it changed my life. <clears throat> I, I was lying on my bed. I had my eyes closed. And I, I was up in the heavens, and I looked down, and I could see the earth and a chessboard that spanned the four corners of the earth. And I was intimidated. I could see the black pieces at the back, the white pieces in the front. And this voice said, begin. And I said, no way. No way. This is too big for me. And the voice said, watch what happens when my people fight battles on their own. And the black pieces began to advance, and the white pieces began to get taken out one by one. A bishop moved. What the bishop was protecting got taken out. And then it stopped. And then the voice said, watch what happens when I'm allowed to be Lord. And I looked at the throne, and I saw Jesus climb onto the throne with his crown, all authority, and just sit there. There was no shouting. There's no threatening. There was just this beautiful peace. And the white pieces began to advance. A pawn would get to the other side and the queen would be reinstated. A pawn would get to the other side and the horse would be reinstated. The castle would be reinstated. And I just learned two things from that vision right then, right there. Number one, make Jesus Lord of your heart. Look at your heart. Is he sitting there? When you think of Jesus, Lord, is he in the heavens? Where is he? He should be right in your heart. Make him Lord and just watch what happens. If you want breakthrough, make Jesus Lord. If you want breakthrough, 
Jesus is Lord, but make him your Lord. Amen. Ruth, please come. Welcome, Ruth. Thank you so much. Bless you. Jesus, God Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for that awesome message. We just thank you for your love and that we are living and breathing breakthrough because you are God of breakthrough. We just thank you for the anointing to preach your word and it's good news. I just thank you for the presence of your Holy Spirit here that you will touch lives in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Awesome. Well, I've got a little bit of reading to do this morning, but I'll try and run through it as quick as possible. But my title this morning for you is Stop Crying and Move Forward. <laughs> Stop Crying and Move Forward. And I'm going to tell you what it's all about. Okay, you've probably heard, some of you may not, but I'm going to tell you and share you and hopefully very quickly that Egypt was a you know the country and the children of Israel had been enslaved and in bondage there for 400 years and they were desperate for breakthrough every day i'm sure they woke up and they would say perhaps today perhaps today i'm going to be free perhaps today is going to be my breakthrough so i'm going to read from exodus chapter 10 and this is where God sent plagues on Egypt because he wanted to free his people. And God really has set you free already. Eh? So this is, I'll try, I'm going to start from, um, actually verse 24. Um, sorry, Rachel, I'm going to skip a bit. It says, Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and said, Go worship the Lord. Even your women and your children may go with you. That's pretty good, isn't it? And he said, But leave your flocks and herds behind. And Moses said, you must allow us to have sacrifices and burnt offerings to present to the Lord our God. But our livestock too must go with us. Not a hoof shall be left behind. We have to use them in worshipping the Lord our God. So then they get free. God does set them free. They come out of Egypt. Wow, this is so good. Then it says, so God led the people around. This is verse, chapter 13, verse 18. So God led the people around by the desert road towards the Red Sea. He sent them through the desert. The Israelites went up out of Egypt armed for battle. Chapter 14, verse 5. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their mind about them. What have we done? We have let the Israelites go and have lost their services. They wanted to get them back to be slaves again. Verse 13, so the army come after them. And Moses says to the people, they started to get really worried. Verse 13 says, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring to you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to fight back. Be still. Verse 13. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Because they were getting worried. He says, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on or move forward. Raise your staff, stretch out your hand over the sea and divide the water so the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. This is good. This is breakthrough, isn't it? I could just sit down after reading this. Verse, uh, I think it's 19, the eyesight's 
19, then the angel of God who had been traveling in front of Israel and the children of Israel, the army, withdrew and he went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them, coming between the armies of God and Israel. This is how God fights. You don't need to be worried. Throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to the one side and light to the other side, so neither went near the other all night long. Verse 21, then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and all that night the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind, and he turned it into dry land. The waters were divided, and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and a wall of water on their left. And verse 24 says, Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and at daybreak, that's like the break of day, when dawn comes, the sea went back to its place. Then I've got another verse to read later. Breakthrough. Do you know that why was it so important for Pharaoh to say to them, you can take your people, you can take your children, you might even be able to take your, your, your sisters, your mothers, your brothers, but you're not taking the cattle. Why was it so important that the king of Pharaoh wanted to stop them doing that? And as we have heard over the last two weeks, praise and worship leads to breakthrough. This was how they worshiped the Lord in the Old Testament. The devil wants to rob you of your worship. He wants to rob you of your breakthrough praise. He wants to get you with focusing on the negative things in your life. Whatever is your focus will grow. So if you, do you know God is on the throne? God is on the throne. So that means that what your focus is, if it's your cancer, that's where you're putting it, on the throne. Is it your financial crisis that you are going through at the moment? That is what you are putting on the throne. And the, and the king of Pharaoh wanted to rob the children of Israel of their worship and of their praise. And praise leads to breakthrough, as we read. Now, you can imagine all of a sudden, have you ever felt like this? You've been praying for your breakthrough for so long, you get a taste of it. And then all of a sudden, you come, boom, up against a wall. And this is what it was. He was the children of Israel. They'd been freed they start on this journey of breakthrough, and then all of a sudden, they come up to the Red Sea right in front of them. Here was this big sea of difficulty, and they were intimidated because Egypt had decided they wanted to keep them enslaved, and they wanted to keep them in bondage. The devil wants to keep you in bondage this morning. So here's the children of Israel. They literally had Egypt breathing. They had the enemy breathing down their neck. There was mountains on either side. When you look in the geography, there was mountains all around. And right here, there was a sea. They were in trouble. But it says, do you know, um, it says that God actually sent them that way on purpose. That was the long way round. There was a quicker route. In, the, in that chapter that I didn't read, it says that there was actually a quicker way. Do you know sometimes God sends you the long way round on purpose because he knows it's actually better for you? 
And when we go on the long route, we're like, <laughs> I don't like this way. Can you send me the quick way? But I can guarantee that if you went the quick way and the short way, that you'd be like, I don't like this quick way. Can you send me back the long way again? Because what God and all his wisdom knew was, if they'd gone the quick way, there was countries and nations that they were going to walk through the land that were very hostile to them. And when you've been through bondage and through slavery, you feel pretty weak and vulnerable. God knew that. And he says, I'm going to send my people the long way. So if you're on a long way round this morning, I want to tell you, God is with you. He is for you. And in all his wisdom, you are going to get through breakthrough. He's got breakthrough through for you. Don't focus on the problem. And he says to Moses, stop crying and move forward. Guess what he's saying to you today? Stop crying and move forward. You can continue to be intimidated. You continue to look at your problem. But God is on the throne. And you know when he said in Ephesians to put on the armor of God, you get all dressed up in your armor of God. He doesn't say, now go out and kill the enemy. He just says, stand. When you're resting and standing in the promises and goodness of God, that's your breakthrough. That is your breakthrough. It says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Do you know some of you, the devil just goes, boo, and you go running. You're off in the different direction. But it should be you that goes, boo, to him, and he's running because he flees from you, not you fleeing from him. In the armor of God, there was never anything for the back. We don't turn around and run away from him. He runs from us. No way. I'm going to shout boo to him. This weekend, our little Evangeline, she plays roller hockey, and she's had a big tournament this weekend. She had three games yesterday, and she's got a final through to the finals, and she plays after church, so Paul's going to rush off. And I says to her, Evangeline, Dad's going to take you. I might come to one game. I said, who are you playing? So she said, I'm playing this team. I'm playing that team. And she said, and the last team I'm playing on Saturday night is called the Devils. And I went, really? Interesting. So I said, guess what, Evangeline? You're a child of God, aren't you? And she went, yep. I said, so the Devils don't win, do they, Evangeline? She went, no. I said, so we're going to pray. We're going to pray that we have a win for you. And I said, God is such a great God. We don't just pray for a win. I says, we pray for a thrashing for them. <laughs> Too right. Over and above God. So we just declared out an absolute thrashing for the devils. So she comes home and it was 20 past eight. She was playing. It was a late night game for her poor thing. She was really tired and sweaty and stinky when she got home because you're in all this hot gear. She comes home. She walks through the door. She looks at me and said, Mum, they got a thrashing. And I was like, oh, I could feel sorry. Not move forward. High five, Evangeline. You are awesome. You are an overcomer too, right? Can't have the devils winning over my girl. No way. No way. So here was the children of Israel. They were hemmed in. The enemy was breathing down their, their backs pretty much. 
The Red Sea was before them, and the enemy wants to hem you in and keep you from your next assignment. And they come to the Red Sea. You know, the, the devil doesn't want to let you go. He doesn't want you to get into freedom or breakthrough because, wow, what a, what a mighty army of God's people if they really understand freedom and breakthrough, eh? And do you know Isaiah 46 verse 10 says, He makes known the end from the beginning. It doesn't say He makes known the beginning to the end. Do you know God has already written your end chapter and no enemy haters, no one can change that. He does as He pleases because He is God. He has prepared breakthrough for you already, just like he prepared breakthrough for the children of Israel. So what you focus on and what you speak out, stop crying and move forward. I went to visit someone in here today, they'll have a giggle, but I went to visit someone a few weeks ago and we they were chatting and talking and um, I was just listening to them and listening to what they were saying. And then after a few minutes, I said, I've got two super spiritual words for you. They looked at me and I went, shut up. <laughs> if you listen to what is coming out of your mouth, who is on the throne? Your problem or God? So I said, just stop crying and move forward. You have breakthrough in your DNA. You are an amazing child of God. So no matter what you are facing, God is on the throne and he has breakthrough for you. And God has already written your end chapter with breakthrough for you already. And it says... Verse 27, do you know that all night, the children of Israel actually walked through. So Moses says, okay, move forward. We're stopping crying, move forward. They start to move forward on dry ground. Now, this was a sea that God had brought a wall here and a wall there. They walked through. They weren't sinking. He made it dry for them. And I don't know if you have um, kids like mine, but Evangeline, whenever we get on a plane, she's hilarious. I mean, the people around them, if they're not afraid of flying, they're certainly going to be afterwards because she's like, are we going to crash? Do you think we might die? Do they have videos? How many movies do they have? And we get on one plane and it was like, there was no, it was one of those old planes, no, no, no technology. She said, how many hours I'm gonna die you know and if you think about it this is children had to walk through this with all this big mountain of sea I could imagine Evangeline going do you think we'll get attacked by sharks is there killer whales around mum it's pretty dark here eh how long do we have to do this are we going to drown but you will get to the other side because you're not stopping you're not packed up you're walking through and God promises that he is with you he sent the angel around the back to protect them he's got you behind he's got you in front he's got you surrounded you are surrounded with victory 
Stop crying and keep moving forward. And God parted the sea of difficulty that was right there in front of them. Right there in front of them. Do you know that you were born to shine? You were born to shine. And why does the devil hate you shining so much? Because light is what God created first. Do you know that the sun and the moon that gives us light today wasn't created till the fourth day? So where did the light come from? Have you ever thought about that? God is light. So you are the light of the world because you are here for his glory. You are the light of the world. You are here to display God's glory. God does not need the sun, the moon, and the stars to provide light. God is light. 1 John 1 and 5 says, This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. So until he created the sun, moon, and stars, God miraculously provided light during the day. And he also may have done at night as well. God is light. Breakthrough is in your DNA. How do I know that? Because right there in the beginning, everything that God created, he spoke to. But when he created man, what did he do? He breathed into man his breath. And God is a God of breakthrough. So in you, you DNA is breakthrough. That's who you are. Don't be intimidated by the devil. He's defeated. Don't even have a conversation with him. And you could say you took his breath away. So in the beginning, God breathed into you life like he did in Adam. DNA is in you. He breathed into his creation, his breath. And because of you, Jesus took his last breath for you at the cross. Isn't that awesome? Because his love was so great for you. And he has now positioned you for breakthrough. It's time to stop crying and move forward. Breakthrough is who you are because God is in you. And I would like to give this opportunity that if you do not know Jesus, if you want to know what breakthrough is in your life as every head is bowed and we close our eyes, I just want to think about you to think about how much do you want Jesus in your life? Do you want to walk breakthrough? breakthrough? Do you want to breathe breakthrough? Do you want to live breakthrough? If there is anyone here who has never received Jesus as Lord of their life, I want to give you this opportunity. And as I'm sharing, I'm going to count to three. I would just love you to pop up your hand. We'd love to pray with you after the service. We'd love to give you a Bible and just encourage you in the journey of life that you're facing. So I'm going to count one, two, three. If that's you, just pop up your hand high. We have people that will be able to see that would love to give you a Bible. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Awesome.